Hi there, I'm Bree. I'm Bree. And thank you for listening to the Creepcast. If you want to share any stories or fun facts about topics we've t- discussed on our podcast, you can email us at the.creep.cast18 at gmail.com. And if that cramps your style, we also have Twitter, which you can find us under at castcreep. Both C's are capitalized. We also have Instagram. <laughs> find us on the gram at the Creepcast, all lowercase. We also have the Facebook, because who doesn't have Facebook? And if you, you don't, us. you're a serial killer. I mean, serial killers have those too. I'm getting off Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> but our Facebook is The Creepcast with Brian Burr. And we also have a website where you can find a link to all these lovely things and our Patreon, which is thecreepcast.podbean.com. Yeah. Thanks again. You did that intro. Yeah. Mm. I'm not doing it again. Meow, meow. No repeats here. Meow. No hesitations. What is that? What's the thing? No repeats, no hesitations. No. Concentration. That was yeah. the thing. I was trying to remember what the fuck Concentration. 64. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid shit. I, I was. I know. <laughs> anyway, I was actually talking with my He's one recording. manager that I wasn't like. I have a manager that I'm like, we're getting along okay now, but there was quite an adjustment period. And then, but she's like older, and we were laughing about like the whole. She was trying to teach her daughter the whole Miss Mary Mac and stuff. And then we were like sitting there doing the chat thing because I was like trying to remember it as well. Because I don't think kids do that anymore. Nope. Hmm. I feel like we're all so hooked on technology. Yeah. Do what? It's the hand game, Miss Mary Mac. All the Mac. hand games? Oh. Mac, Mac. Well, you're a boy, so you don't get it. Yeah. Shame. Shame. <laughs> Shame. You and your penis. And your pocket's full of audacity. <laughs> yes, your pocket's full of audacity. See, I told him that and the white other male day. white male privilege. And he's just like, what? I don't get it. I was just like, me and Bree have been telling you this for like, what, a month now? And for real. And now you don't get it anymore? Get the hell out of here. <laughs> Sit the hell down, Brenda. You and your audacity. Pockets full of audacity. Y'all just mad because I have pockets. You have big pockets. No, we I just have, have lie pockets. I have leggings with pockets today. I forgot I had these until last week when I was coming over because I was like, oh, yeah, I should wear yoga leggings or whatever. And I was like, I have leggings with pockets. We had to put your yoga DVD in the, your oh, bag, yeah. too. Oh, I can't forget that. We need to gonna, get a copy I'm probably going to do some yoga. I'll buy you a copy. I'll see if I can. I'll, I'll send a picture of you guys of it to you guys the, okay. on Amazon because I had it on Amazon. But careful, you have to be there to pick it up because it's laced with fucking gold. Apparently, yeah. according to Oh, yeah, it. like we had discussed last time. Yeah, that couple weeks ago, they were just like, oh, yeah, this is yoga DVD that was $8. We need to make sure someone is there to receive it. But a laptop. Matt's, yeah, Matt's 300 <laughs> laptop. They are just like, yeet. <laughs> Fuck it, man. If it makes it, it makes it. It lived its best life. Yeah, for real. I'm like. <laughs> and I called it, too, because I was like, I was like, watch, it's going to do this. And he's like. I don't know, baby. And then, yeah, and then that happened. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I just want to be healthy. <laughs> healthy life. Yes. But speaking of healthy living, this week's topic is... Oh, wait, I'm Brie. <laughs> Hi, Amber. And it, I'm not this week's topic, but I just completely remembered I She's forgot to introduce myself. <laughs> I know that we have, like, our little intro thing, but it just feels weird not saying it, in case you forget. Because what I is forgot. it? I watched that, or watch... I listened to My Favorite Murder, and I think it took me about, like, three or four months to figure out which one was which. Well, because I'd be like, okay, I'm pretty sure it's this person, you know, this one is Georgia and this one's Karen. And then I had them flip-flopped for a hot minute. And then I was like, shit, I had this wrong the whole time. It was a lie. I think it fucked me up a little bit, because they'll be like, oh, that's, you know, Georgia and this Karen. And I'm like, wait. (laughs) Anyways, I'm Bree. I'm Burr. And welcome to the Creepcast once more. How you doing? After all of our ranting and raving and shenanigans and bird covering, this is a double recording. We're only recording the next day after because Life. I'm yeah, <laughs> this whole wild shit going on. My work schedule's all jacked up because I'm like, whatever, I'll work whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, as safely as possible in our cleanest establishment. But um yeah, no. So things are wild, so we're just doing a double recording, plus who knows what happens. Next thing you know, they could be like no one can leave their house and it's police. Not joking about it, but not to make light of the situation, but it is something that could plausibly happen mm-hmm, if mm-hmm. people don't get their shit together and stay inside. We're going to be wel- wel- oh, welded into our houses. I have to have a permission slip to go to work if I'm pulled over. So, yeah. We do? 
I do. I have uh, a, a thing in my car that says to whom it may you concern. Ask about that. I know. Now I'm like concerned. Yeah. Mine's just like I need I am a s- asset to work, so I need to go there. We're a work slave. Yeah. With a giant fucking heavy duty forklift, so <laughs> Listen, I have to get back to my master. My master calls. My mistress is the fucking shipping yard. Yep. The trailers are my mistress. Yep. Got things to do. We're central, in air quotes. Shit's wild over here. So wild. I mean, well, it's pretty wild everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, so stay inside unless you absolutely have to leave. Yeah, like we did. For toilet paper. Yes. And I tried to make it as minimal of a stop as possible, because mm-hmm. Bert was like, are you sure you don't want to go to that other store? I'm like, no. We no. do the one, we go home. If we can get it all in one spot, let's get it all in one spot and go home. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. people, be people crazy. be shopping. Like how I dealt with that one person in Portillo's. Oh my god, don't even start. Oh, it still makes me mad. I know. <laughs> That's why I'm like, don't start, because you'll be ranting and raving for the next 20 minutes about it. <sighs> but anyways, we digress. Topic. So, speaking of craziness, let's go on to the Nostradamus prophecies, which actually, I probably should have looked into this, because I think when I was doing my Google searches, someone was like, did Nostradamus project the coronavirus? And I'm like, I don't know if I want to read about this, because... You get tired of hearing about it yeah, after a while. Yeah, that's the other thing is I just get so tired of hearing about it because my boyfriend, that's all he fucking talks about. And I'm like, can we just, like, take a break? I will pay attention when it's important. I will listen to whatever announcements happen. I will check in periodically. But until then, leave me alone. And by a break, you mean putting a piece of tape outside of your house like I told you? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Social distance, push them out the house. Yep. <laughs> Sorry, can't come in. I'm six feet, I'm less than six feet away from the door, can't come in. Nope. (laughs) Social distancing. Uh, But seriously though, like I said, just tired of hearing the negative side of things. Positivity. You need a little bit of positivity because if I'm going to be locked up for weeks at a time and it's just all negatives, I'm going to shoot either him or myself. And it's not going to be you. Not so. actually going to happen. I don't have a gun, nor do I have an interest in having a gun. Because really, if you've again. ever seen, if you ever get a chance to see my hands, you'll know exactly why I should not be owning any firing arms. <laughs> it's not that bad. <laughs> but yeah, I know. I just remember playing one of those shooting games at like the arcade. And they were like, I was like, yeah, I know. <laughs> but I digress. So didn't look in it. Probably should have. But also, we're not here to be the corona crew, or COVID crew, I should say. Because coronavirus is what it is a strain of. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And not all coronaviruses are this horrifying. Just some. Yes. So anyways. This is the third one, and the other two were pretty devastating. Well, yeah, this is the third novel coronavirus. The other two was SARS and MERS, which... This is what we get for laughing about those fucking Dwight memes from The Office where it's like, we need a new plague. There's too many people. And it's like, <laughs> it's like here we are. Here's the plague. And, and it's they're... like, wait, no, I, was, I wasn't that serious. Darwinism. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Survival of the fittest. Yeah. But anyways. Maybe we'll finally take off the caution hot coffee things off of fucking lids when you obviously get a hot drink or something from Starbucks or no. McDonald's. They're not risking that again. Yeah, I know. All you have to do is just turn down the temperature a little bit. Bam. Yeah. You're just salty because you can't drink your hot chocolate right away. Fuck yeah, I am. <laughs> I don't want to wait 30 minutes before I can actually drink something. Well, why don't you just, I guess, this is, you know what, this is what we're going to do. Next time we go to Starbucks and get them a hot chocolate, we'll ask for kids temp. What? There's a kids temp where it won't be as hot. Well, no, no, because no. The hot chocolate is fine. But, like, if you go to, like, like, uh, like. Dunkin' Donuts or Madonna's or something like that. McDonald's? Madonna's. Madonna. Why are you saying Madonna's? Because it's Madonna's. I don't know. Donnie calls it McFarkle's, so. What the fuck is wrong with the men in your household? Sure, uh, men. <laughs> I mean. Anyways, Madonna's. So, uh, like, once you get it, you just can't touch it. Like, it's way too hot. Well, I don't know with um, how they do it with... Well, Dunkin' Donuts and McDonald's all probably just do the hot water. Mm-hmm. But at Starbucks, they steam it with a milk steamer. Well, so they can control the temperature. Kids temp. I was going to say, yeah, I could get yours kids temp. 
And then, uh. No, nah, because by the time that you guys get it to me, it's, it's already cold. I don't have that problem because I always get cold drinks, even in Or the winter, I just leave so. it in the car. <laughs> it was one time. By that okay. time, I'll never like... let that go of myself because he it was just it, so, so funny, like, going into my car and being like, what the fuck? <laughs> he loved it. He was like, I can have this in the morning. And he, that's what he did. Right in the morning, he's like, ooh, hot chocolate. <laughs> so, yeah. But anyways, we digress. Enough about steaming milk. Mr. Drama's Prophecy. Yes. Because <laughs> that was totally related to this. Yes, it was. So, who is Nostradamus, you may ask? So, Michael de Nostradame, usually Latinized as Nostradamus, was a French astrologer, physician, and reputed seer, who is best known for his book, Les Prophecies, a collection of 942 poetic quatrains allegedly predicting future events. 942. That's a lot. I mean, they're short, but damn, that's still a lot. Mm-hmm. I ain't, got, I ain't got that kind of time. Ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. So then uh, the book was first published in 1555 and has rarely been out of print since his death. So essentially they're keeping this up. I wonder if I can find a copy of that. An Angerish? Oh, no. I want the original shit. Okay. And I'm going to learn about learn 16th century French so I can <laughs> attempt to translate it. I'm here. Let's do it. You I got know, time. I got time now. <laughs> all I can see is like, you remember all that where Kian was in a tub and he's just like French with, you know, and they would say Lier, oh, I don't remember what his name was. He's just like something, something, something. He's like, did you put that hot dog in my pants? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I know back with like, you were allowed to make horrible accents and stuff on kids show and now it's <gasps> insensitive which it is but still it's still funny though I put my that favorite <laughs> all that skit was the harry potter one because it was still like it was right on that cusp where all that was coming to an end but harry potter was still like just mm-hmm. coming out and <laughs> it was lord moldy shorts yes and professor chafe <laughs> i don't know <laughs> just... my favorite was always kyle Oh. oh, totally, Kyle. That's the Amanda show, but yeah. I know, I totally... Oh, was it, it? Yeah. I thought that was all that. No, totally, oh. Kyle was the Amanda show, Amanda Bynes show. And then um, and then I never knew that was Drake until later from Drake and Josh, not Drake the Rapper. <laughs> really? I did. I Well, I didn't until like later, and I was... Well, and it was too, though, because I had like such a long time span of actually watching it, because mm-hmm. we never had cable at my mom's, so yeah. I only watched Nickelodeon stuff when I was at my dad's. Yeah, that's true. All right. So, I mean, I would go through such long time spans of watching things. And then, yeah, and then someone pointed out, and I was like, well, damn. Hmm. Good for you, boo. And I was like, I like the, um, what is it? The one meme I always see with that. It's just like, there's this one time I saw a spider, and I was like, ah, oh, spider. And the spider was like, ah, oh, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid, but I love it. I liked Ear of Corn. But yeah, it's good stuff. I love this shit. So dumb. I love it. So continuing on, uh, Nostradamus's family was originally Jewish, but had converted to Catholicism before he was born. He studied at the university. That university. He studied at the University of Avignon, but was forced to leave after just over a year when the university closed down due to an outbreak of the plague. A plague. I wonder if our future Nostradamus is going through something similar. Hmm. Mm. It was parallel. Bum, 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 bum. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> so he was. Uh, he worked as an apothecary for several years before entering the University of Montpellier, uh, hoping to earn a doctorate, but was almost immediately expelled after his work as an apothecary, a manual trade forbidden by university statutes, was discovered. Which I mean, okay. Damn, Brenda. Oh, that's that's like, you can't sell things. You cannot sell. <laughs> you can't sell natural remedies. That's not allowed here. Not here. Fake science. I don't know. Mm. Mm. So then uh, he was first married in 1531, but his wife and two children died in 1534 during another plague outbreak. Aww. Like, how many plagues are happening right now? I mean, I know Too it was many. rough in the 1500s, but damn. Gotta kill everybody. Well, Someone just sneezes and you're like, people... well... Washing them, bathing at a normal pace. Yeah, I know. Like shit was gross. Y'all just yeah, dirty. Like the the quality of life was rather bad. Well, yeah, and I mean you have to think about too. Like their cures were like here, 
throw some leeches on it. What's that? You got a cough? Here, take some cocaine. Right, literally, cocaine. <laughs> always, always the answer is cocaine. You have, you have ghosts in your blood. Here, send, take some meth. Yeah, like it's like what? <laughs> Let's bleed you. <laughs> we're just gonna get all of the bad blood out. I don't think I have any left. Well, we're gonna be sure. Here, have some cocaine. It'll help you feel <laughs> Why better. Why did my patient die? <laughs> they uh, so I was listening to the dollop, and they were talking about how the people who made cereal was was around and um i think it was kellogg who uh he was very fascinated with giving people enemas oh and like he would do an enema like the machine that they would use would perform the enema of 15 gallons within like i think they said like 60 seconds or something like that it was like an absurd amount in a short amount of time I don't know. I've never had one. I had a cat that we had to take to get a couple of them. Oh, no. Poor thing kept getting blockages. Aw. My poor Frodo. Poor baby. But yeah. Yeah, no. I'm good. Yay, science. Yeah, no thanks. But, uh, where was I? Do, 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 plague outbreak. So he fought alongside, doc- alongside doctors against the plague before remarrying to Anne Ponsard, with whom he had six children. Yay. He wrote an almanac for 1550, and as a result of its success, continued writing them for future years as he began working as an astrologer for various wealthy partners. Catherine de Medici, uh, Medici became one of his foremost supporters. His lay prophecy, published in 1555, relied heavily on historical and literary pre- precedent. Oh, his lay prophecy, pre- published in 1555, relied heavily on historical and literary precedent and initially received mixed reception. He suffered from severe gout towards the end of his life, which eventually developed into edema. He died on July 2nd, 1566. Many popular authors have retold, um, oh God, this word, apocryphal legends about his life, which I'm not sure what edema is, but I don't know. We forgot to look that up. Yeah. We were so focused on gout. Yep. We're like edema, whatever, it doesn't matter. It doesn't it's only, matter. It's only the thing that killed him. <laughs> That's not important. It's focusing on negativity. Yeah, right. <laughs> I only care about gout. <laughs> but COVID-19, tell me about gout. <laughs> You're like, what is wrong with you? I'm like, I don't know. I just need to know more about gout. <laughs> Give me all the information. It was known as a rich person's disease because it was showing signs that you could afford to eat really well. Well, I mean, back fair. then, because, like, he was eating, like, really fatty foods, like, bacon and, like, pig, like, pork and stuff like that, so. Yeah, and, um, well, it's just, like, you know, how bigger women were found as attractive because they could afford to eat. hmm So. Mood. 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 Even though in Game of Thrones, they're just, like, uh, fat women, and it's just, like. Like, what are you talking about? That's how that it was. skinny bitch like... over there ain't eating. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But then again, it's also a fantasy novel and not really. I don't think it's based on any specific time period. It's just a medieval-esque thing. Medieval-esque still had bigger people. I know. There's like... I don't know, I'm trying to remember. I just remember the one dude. What's his face? The one kid that was like savage as fuck and was like fucking peeling people's skins off. His dad married some fat woman. I don't know. I stopped watching after like season two or three oh. but that's because i lost where i was doing where i was and i had to start working a lot more and then i was just like i don't know what's going on i had to start all over again yeah yeah like i said it just it had good moments to it like like i said i didn't fully watch it when man was watching it but like that last season was trash that's what i heard and fucking the author's like oh well the books might be different because i still haven't finished it and i'm like how about just fucking finish the book before we finalize the season have you thought about that sir well, not it wasn't his it fault. Either. It was the producers that wanted to push it out. Well, yeah, because they wanted good shit. And then this asshole's like, well, I'm making all these money from these shows. And you know they're going to do spinoffs. Mm-hmm. So this motherfucker's never going to have to finish these books. Yep. J.K. Rowling at least finished her shit. Mm-hmm. 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 Even though I know that, like, you know, they're saying she's homophobic and shit. But, you know, at least her stuff was done. Mm-hmm. Not saying that that makes her a good person. But I like closure. That's a good thing. That's all I ask for. They're not, like, the thing is, like, they're trying to say that, like, they're not, I don't know if I want to say it's, like, they're not gay enough or that, like, she only, like, hints at it. And then she's just, and they're saying that, like, she's saying it after the fact that the book has been written. You know what I mean? Uh, it doesn't matter. Like, kind of post 
like, you know, post writing being like, oh, yeah, but this person was this and this person was that. And it's just like, well, it's you didn't novel. say that like, in the book. Why, why does sexuality matter? Because people want equal representation. I mean, look at what the fuck's that book that I started and never finished it. Twilight. Mm-hmm. Like, it was a good book. Until, like, you got to the second one, and I constantly threw it against the wall. Oh, my God. He had so much teenage angst. But, like, your image of Edward versus the movie, and it's just like, the fuck is this crap? My my point being is that if they're not doing anything of that nature, what does their sexuality matter? Because people want equal representation, and they want more... Why does their sexuality have to make them... Because it makes them more relatable. Because we have this whole thing where it's, you know, and we're finally kind of making small steps towards it, but there isn't enough gay representation. There isn't enough, you know, other cultural representation. You know, we've gone through all this whitewashing. We still have issues of whitewashing. Uh You know, there are plenty of, and I'm not saying that like, you know, oh, you know, everything has to be fair, square, like whatever. But, you know, it would be nice for children of different nationalities to not have to be based on everything of their of white or gay kids to only see straight people you know mm-hmm. all right I, I see that so like that's why it matters and this is such a large franchise like those books it's seven books eight movies and a whole plethora of like characters and not a single one of them gay aside from Dumbledore which it's like is kind of canon like it's not even like again it's not obvious in the books but anyway, so point being, it wasn't, like, obvious. It was just like, oh, yeah, and by the, by the way, it's like in It Chapter 2. Have you seen It Chapter 2 yet? No. No, no never mind. I'm not going to say anything. Point being, more representation, especially when there's that many fucking characters. I get if it was like, oh, only three people this whole book is about, and it's an end of the world thing. Then, like, okay, yeah, our chances might be a little slimmer of more people, but, like, in a big universe like that, it's like in the Marvel Universe, if no one was fucking gay, I'd be like, there's literally thousands of these people, like, or I shouldn't say thousands, hundreds at least, and not one of you is fucking gay. I smell someone is closeted. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Witchcraft. Conspiracy. It's got to be Robin. Which Robin. I said Marvel. I know, but. <laughs> I'm like, DC. what is happening? I mean, plausible, though. But moving on back to our topic after our sidebar of, like, we need more gay people. Because, damn it, we do. Mm-hmm. Anyways. So, in the years since the publication of La Prophecy, uh, Nostradamus has attracted many supporters who, along with much of the popular press, credit him with having accurately predicted many major world events. So, most academic sources reject the notion that Nostradamus had any genuine supernatural prophetic abilities and maintain that the associations made between world events and Nostradamus's quatrains are the results of misinterpretations or mistranslations, sometimes deliberate. Uh, these academics argue that Nostradamus's predictions are characteristically vague, meaning that they could be applied to virtually anything and are useless for determining whether their author had any real prophetic powers. They also point out that English translations of his quatrains are almost, oh, uh, almost always of extremely poor quality, based on later manuscripts produced by authors with little knowledge of 16th century French, and often deliberately mistranslated to make the prophecies fit whatever events the translator believed that they were supposed to have predicted. so like i'm saying though with this is like i feel like if you are someone that's like oh yeah i want this book so i can translate it i feel like you should have your qualifications ready Mm -hmm. like i want to see that you have a degree in linguistics specifically 16th century french before you can take a book out and be like trying to translate or publish anything but weren't you just saying earlier that you wanted to do this yes but I'm not going to publish anything about it. I'm not going to write a thesis being like, oh, actually, the prediction says that, you know, blah, 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 you know. I don't know. I was trying to think of a good a prediction, but I couldn't think of anything. But anyways, where was I? Oh, yeah. 16th century French. Don't fucking try to translate it if you don't know what you're doing. Well, you can, but don't publish anything about it and claim like you know what you're doing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There. Specify. More specific. Moving on. <laughs> On to origins of the prophecies. Nostradam- uh, Nostradamus compl- uh, complained. <laughs> he had a lot to God do. damn prophecies. <laughs> the they keep just coming to me in the middle of the night. I know, I'm trying to sleep. So Nostradamus claimed to base his published predictions on judicial astrology, the astrological judgment or assessment of the quality and thus potential of events such as births, weddings, coronations, and so on. Mm. 
but was heavily criticized by professional astrologers of the day, such as Lawrence Vidal, for incompetence and for assuming that comparative horoscopy, the comparison of future planetary configurations with those accompanying known past events, could actually predict what would happen in the future. So essentially saying, like, yo, that shit ain't gonna work. So it sounds like he's looking at previous history and being like, hey, this didn't work before. I don't think it's gonna work again. Or this is a potential event if things don't change. So it sounds like he's just like, hey, history has shown us that this hasn't worked. He's the first one that's like, hey, history's repeating itself. And we're just like, nah, bro. (laughs) So So he's just like, hey, guys, uh, this didn't work last time. No, 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 no. We're doing it different this time. But you guys are literally doing the same shit that they're doing. No, 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 no. we did it with bigger cannons. (laughs) YOLO. (laughs) All right. Our technology is better this time around and i'm gonna say that the same shit's gonna happen Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i like it so research suggests that much of his prophetic work paraphrases collections of ancient end of the world prophecies many bible-based supplemented with references to historical events and anthologies of omen reports anthologies of omen reports and then projects those into the future in part with the aid of comparative horoscoping hence the many predictions involving ancient figures such as sula Gaius uh, Maria, Mariusa, Nero, and others, as well as his description of battles in the clouds and frogs falling from the sky. Which, I mean... What kind of frogs? I don't know. But I want one. Are they poison frogs? Yep. I'd be into that. I like that. Because they're pretty... Maybe a Goliath frog. As long as it doesn't have babies. Because that's kind of creepy. No. It's the other frogs. I don't even know what you're talking about. There's these frogs that like have like holes in their backs and that's where their babies are. But Goliath frogs, even in captivity, they only breed under waterfalls and they don't breed in um, captivity. They only breed in the wild. Well, that's huge. I love them. I live for it. Just like I want a Galapagos turtle so it can be our legacy. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You're not ready for that thousand year commitment? (laughs) But he repopulated his own people. I know, I'm all for random ass reptiles and amphibians. Like I said, I just can't, I know, I've always wanted a snake, but I can't have it because I know I'm going to feed it like live animals at some point, mm-hmm. and then I'd feel sad for the live animals. You Are were you totally into now? that snake until it like. I was totally fine with it. I like snakes. I want a sugar glider. They're so cute. They had to have pairs. And if one's sick, you have to separate it. Otherwise, it tries to eat it. Yeah. Ew. The only downside to that is that they're nocturnal. Mm-hmm. Where the hell did I leave off? Frogs falling from the sky. Yes. <laughs> so astrology, astrology itself is mentioned only twice in Nostradamus's preface and 41 times in the centuries themselves, but more frequently in his dedicatory letter to King Henry II. In the last quatrain of his sixth century, he specifically attacks astrologers. So then he's trying to be like, I don't do that shit. Fight me. Fight me. I don't know. So his historical sources include easily identifiable passages from uh, Livy Swietonius, Swietonius, yeah, Swietonius, it's an E. I have shitty handwriting, so I wasn't sure if that was an R or an E. I like your handwriting. Uh, so the 12 Caesars, Plutarch, and other classical historians, as well as from medieval chroniclers such as Geoffrey of Villehardouin and Jean Croissant. Croissant. I thought that's what Croissant was spelled like, but I wasn't sure, and I'm like, don't assume things, Brianna. And then I was right, and I was like, yes, Croissant. <laughs> so many of his... Astrological references are taken almost word for word from Richard Roussad, a book of the state and mutations of times of 1549 and through uh, 1550, which I was like, to do pronunciations or translate. And I'm like, no, fuck it. I'm going to translate this shit because that's a lot of words. So one of his major prophetic sources was evidently the wonderful book of 1522, which contained a range of prophecies by pseudo Methodius, uh, the Tibertine Sibyl. Uh, Joachim of Fior, Savonarola, and others. His preface contains 24 biblical quotations, all but two in the order used by Savonarola. This book had enjoyed considerable success, success in the 1520s when it went through half a dozen editions, but did not sustain its influence, perhaps owing to its mostly Latin text, Gothic script, and many different abbreviations. Nostradamus was one of the first to re-paraphrase these prophecies in French, which may explain why they are credited to him. Modern views of plagiarism did not apply in the 16th century. Authors frequently copied and paraphrased passages without acknowledgement, especially from the classics. The latest research suggests that he may in fact have used bibliomancy for this, randomly selecting a book of history or prophecy and taking his cue from whatever page it happened to fall open at. 
So you're just dropping a book and be like, mm, all right, I'm using that right there. Well, it's like, uh, remember that stupid book I got from the bookstore where it's like the love prediction thing? Oh, and God. you just like go along the pages and then open it and that's your thing? Mm-hmm. It's stupid. I don't know if I still have it. I think I might have gotten rid of it, but it was hilarious. It was funny as hell. You just open a page, and then that's what it tells you. You, like, rub your hand, like, around the pages, and you get that feeling of where you should open. You open it, and it tells you. About your love life. Yep. I was a lonely child. (laughs) (laughs) And now all I'm like is, all I want to do is be alone. (laughs) Get away from me. In my age, I'm like, please, I'd rather be by myself. All by myself. She'd rather be. You're welcome. Uh, hashtag Hermit Life. So, <laughs> further material was gleaned from the Of Honest Discipline of 1504 by Petrus Crinitas, which included extracts from Michael Pacello's Demons and the Concerning of uh, uh, and the Concerning the Mysteries of Egypt, a book on Chaldean and Assyrian magic by Iamblichus, a fourth-century Neoplatonist. Latin versions of both had recently been published in Lyon, and extracts from both are paraphrased, in the second case, almost literally, in his first two verses, the first of which was appended to this article. While it is true that Nostradamus claimed in 1555 to have burned all of the occult works in his library, no one can say exactly what books were destroyed in this fire. Burn, so, okay. baby, burn. Just go inferno. Burn, baby. No more occult books. I don't know. <laughs> So only in the 17th century <laughs> did people start to notice this, his reliance on earlier mainly classical sources. Nostradamus's reliance on historical precedent is reflected in the fact that he explicitly explicitly rejected the label prophet on several occasions, which, respect. Mm-hmm. So, And now I just have a list of four quotes of him saying he's not a fucking prophet. <laughs> Although, my son, I have used the word prophet, I would not attribute to myself a title of such lofty sublimity. Mm. Preface to Caesar, 1555. Not that I would attribute to myself either the name or the role of a prophet. Preface to Caesar, 1555. <laughs> so he says that at least twice in one book. And then goes, Some of the prophets predicted great and marvelous things to come through for me. I in no way attribute to myself such a title here. Letter to King Henry II, 1558. Not that I am foolish enough to claim to be a prophet. Open letter to Privy Councillor Barag, 1566. All right. So, I mean... The dude didn't claim to be a prophet, so fair enough. I respect that. It's like me trying to telling people that I'm not an English major, nor do I claim to be. Here you are. Yet here I am, reading. Deal I'm a monster. So, <laughs> so given, <laughs> given this reliance on literary sources, it is unlikely Nostradamus used any particular methods for entering a trance state other than contemplation, meditation, and incubation. Which to me just gives me the mental image of him just like sitting in like a cage with like a heat lamp over him. I can totally see that. In like an egg, egg pose. I don't know. That's just incubation is always going to mean that to me. So his whole description of this process is contained in letter 41 of his collected Latin correspondence. The popular legend that he attempted the ancient methods of flame gazing, water gazing, or both simultaneously is based on a naive reading of his first two verses, which merely liken his efforts to those of the Delphic in uh, Branchidic Oracles. So all I can think of is that one guy from Notre Dame, the... Oh, um, the fucking... Yeah, the... Whatever his name is, and then he'd fucking just stare at the fire, and then, you know... Esmeralda to dance around. Yeah. Yep. And he's just like, I'm so horny, but I have to kill her because I'm horny. He's just like, she's a witch, <laughs> because I am attracted to her. And it's like, but okay sin and then i see gaston twist uh, twerking and everything <laughs> no <laughs> no i went to take a sip of my cold coffee this bitch almost had me fucking spit taken all over the place oh my god <laughs> my two God worlds have crashed. Gaston is literally the worst and best Disney character of all time. Like worse because he's literally a trash human being. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Who you know was just a, all the memes. But yeah, no, like literally the memes. 
All I need is the fucking Gaston song. That's the best thing about him. Mm-hmm. Although I will give props to the dude that played him in the movie was pretty solid. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'd tap that if he wasn't trash. If he wasn't trash. But those poor people. Or be- if he promised to stay silent the whole time, I'd consider it. <laughs> he starts opening his mouth. <laughs> Don't speak. <laughs> Don't speak. <laughs> <laughs> you hear that, douchebag guys? <laughs> That's all you need to do to get in my pants is just shut the fuck up. <laughs> just stand in front of her with the sign. Yo. <laughs> Yeah, if you're really hot, but you're a douchebag, just say hi and forewarn me, but then promise to keep your mouth shut. I'll consider it. Not saying it's a guarantee, but I'll think about it. (laughs) I don't actually mean that. (laughs) Just the idea of that is funny. And we all know douchebag guys couldn't keep their fucking mouths shut. Mm -mm. So it's, it's a, whatchamacallit. That's where your dominatrix comes in. I can't actually, like, I guess I could do, like, non-violent dominatrixy things. <laughs> we were watching a YouTube video, and this one person was talking about hitting someone during sex, and it was just so awkward and bad. I was like, that would literally be me, because I could never actually have the conviction to follow through properly. I'd be like, yeah. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Stop, Ron. Stop. Harold. Anyways. Oh, where was I? Uh, Branchitic oracles. So the first of these is the first of these is reproduced at the bottom of this article, and the second can be seen by visiting the relevant facsimile, yeah, site. In his dedication to King Henry II, uh, Nostradamus describes emptying my soul, mind, and heart of all care, worry, and unease through mental calm and tranquility. Tranquility. So Nostradamus fucking. 16th century yoga in France. I don't know. I just keep thinking of weird shit. Like how SpongeBob lays on the floor and like photosynthesis. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, but his frequent Mm -hmm. references to the bronze tripod of the Delphic Rite are usually preceded by the words as though. So again, very covering, careful at covering his butt on stuff like being as though. If, as as OJ Simpson would say, if I did it, (laughs) this is how I would do it. It's like, what? Who does that? I know, literally, hair everywhere. A help. So, I know you're probably like, I thought we were going back to the old way, Brie. Where is Burr? We've decided that Burr is going to tell us all of the predictions that possibly came true. Okay. The possible events predicted by Notre Damus. Nostradamus. I don't give a fuck. (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) Proceed. Maybe a little. But the death of um, Henry II prediction, um, a young lion will overcome the older one. On the field of combat in a single battle, he will pierce his eyes through a golden cage. Two wounds made one. Then he dies a cruel death. That sounds like so much fun. Right? So what happened? (laughs) What happened was... France's King Henry II lined up to joust Gabriel... Comment de, uh, Comte de Montgomery. Thank you. A uh, nobleman, six years his junior, in the summer of 1559. It was the summer of 59. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why. I was just trying to think of a fucking song. I love it. it. I like it. Um, in their final pass, Montgomery's lance tilted up and splintered into two shards. One went through the king's visor and hit his eye. And the other lodged in his temple. Ouch. Yeah, like, woof. Um, Henry suffered for 10 days before dying in his bed. Which, I mean, ow. Best case scenario for medicine in that time. I guess, right? Woof. Uh, some reports say their shields displayed lion emblems, though disagreement exists. Uh, skeptics also claim field of battle in the... Quatrain. Thank you. Probably. Oh, thank you. <laughs> uh, shouldn't apply to the friendly jousting match that killed Henry II. Which, I mean, fair with the skeptics because, I mean, you're thinking, um, for the skeptics, if you're thinking, um, so yeah, if you considered on the field of combat in a single battle, I mean, I guess I could see both sides of it because single battle, one-on-one battle. Mm-hmm. I mean, but also I get, like, field of combat seems more like a hostile situation. 
But also, can we talk about how I love that they're like, let's have a friendly joust. I'm sorry, what? There's no such thing. Yeah, yeah I was. mean, no, there is. But it's just like, to me, that just blows my mind that they're like, let's jab pointy sticks at one another. Oh. Mm, quite. I don't know. But then again, I mean, there's paintball and stuff, so there. And now all those throwing <laughs> axes places. But you're only allowed to have two beers and they cut you off. Well, they have non-alcoholic places, too. Well, that's good. I mean, although I'm sure I might need a beverage at least once before that. But yeah, so I guess I can see both aspects of it not lining up. But yeah, so like you said, I get the skeptics thing of it. But also there is a lot of eerily similar things. We'll stick this with plausible. Plausible. Like we're in fucking Mythbusters. Mm. Mm. <laughs> um, no degrees. What? No degrees in credibility. Exactly. <laughs> Just the, a personal opinion. Yes. Love it. The Great Fire of London. So the prediction be, the blood of the just will be lacking in London, burnt up in the fire of 66. The ancient lady will topple from her high uh, place. Many of the same set will be killed. Sack. Sacked. Tried. (laughs) So what happened was, on September 2nd of 1666, a small fire in Thomas Ferrian's... Fariners? Fariners, thank you. Bakery on Puddin Lane in London turned into a three-day blaze that consumed the city. It became known as the Great Fire of London. Peasants' deaths weren't recorded at that time. But many historians claimed at least eight people died in the blaze. Thousands of houses and businesses burned as well. Blood of the just might uh, refer to an elimination of millions of flea-carrying rats that spread the Black Plague. That deadly plague died out during the Great Fire. So, I mean, I guess it did some kind of good, but I don't, yeah, the blood of the just. Yeah, it's just like, what? Yeah, I don't see how rats are just, but whatever. I I mean, don't get me wrong, I like rats, but... May you rest in peace. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, also, when I first was typing this, I was like, how the fuck do they not control a small fire? And then I'm like, oh, right, Brianna, 1666. They just got buckets and shit. Yep. Hit <laughs> <laughs> <Get> the water. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the sorcerer? Right. the salt. <laughs> how come every time there's a Robin Hood movie that our town gets set on fire? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's right. <laughs> Leave us alone, Mel Brooks. <laughs> <laughs> love them. <laughs> That's the best. I love, and it's just good because it just, it's one of those things where they'll take it. Uh, they break the fourth wall. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, uh, what is it in Blazing Sandals when the fight, like, gets off the movie set? <laughs> <laughs> they end up in the movie of Blazing Saddles to uh-huh. see the end. Yep. Uh, so good. But yeah. So, you know, fair enough. Mm-hmm. Again, one that it's like, I mean, it's got the t- the year right, mm-hmm. and I don't know what they mean for ancient lady. I have no idea. All I could think of was a giant statue that fell. Like, but but there's what like no mention of it mm-hmm. exactly. So it's like eh, that seems kind of vague. And then many of the same sect will be killed. But again, you can like interpret that as many things. Yeah, many rats were killed. Many peasants passed. Peasants All I could think of was they, they say. Well, they didn't do the peasant count, so we don't know. Yeah, mm-hmm. so peasants don't matter. All I can think of is, like, the great lady is, like, they're just, in general, like, London. They're referring to as woman. Because hmm. that's what we do with cars. She. Fair. Look at her. Um, But, yeah. So, like I said, again, plausible, but still also very vague, where I can, again, see skeptic sides of things. Mm-hmm. Um, The French Revolution. Yeah. Songs, chants, and demands will come from the enslaved, help captive by the nobility in their prisons at a later date brainless idiots will take these as divine utter utter utterances thank you so what happened was in 1780 the french people decided that they'd had enough of um aristocratic thank you rule they uh revolted storming the uh bastille bastille a paris fortress used as a prison the fall of the bastille bastille I tried. (laughs) Which symbolized the monarchy's abuse. um, Marked the height of the French Revolution. Yeah. The uh, peasants quickly took control of Paris and in 
forced their demands by kidnapping the royals. Good for you, boo. Mm -hmm. And some of them even beheaded. So, which I'm thinking, because if I remember correctly, French Revolution was around the time of Marie Antoinette and all that shenanigans. Mm -hmm. It's also like, I want to say the timing set, like, if you've ever seen Man in the Iron Mask. I think so. It sounds very familiar. It's like with it's like a musketeer movie kind yeah. of. But yeah. And that's like during that whole era where it's just like, we're poor and starving. And the rich people are like, eh, not my problem. Well, this was also Sounds like a time. you problem to me. Well, once again, referring back to the dollop, uh, they did an episode where they... Why don't you just go marry the dollop, Austin? <laughs> They're very <laughs> informative. Uh, they did an episode about these things called ugly laws, and so the uh, if you were poor or, or disformed, they would put you in a poorhouse or or something like like the royals would be like ah oh you're poor you need to get out of our way you can't be around us. Well, yeah. All I think of is Isma in the chair, where she's just like, well, you should have thought of that before. He's just like before you became peasants. <laughs> yeah, he's just like, and that's he's like well, it's no concern of mine that you're out of, and he's like. Food. And she's like, take him away. <laughs> Next. And that, that was a real problem. Mm-hmm. Like, that yeah. was a legitimate thing. Like, they'd be like, I'm not saying it wasn't. We're poor. Yeah. We have no money or food. That's not and my problem. You should have thought of that before you became a peasant. It's, it's like, like, what the fuck? <laughs> and it's like, no one had a choice of this bitch. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this is another one, though, that again, like, I feel like it has, like, the first bit, the up until where it goes uh, held captive by the nobility in their prisons, like, Okay, accurate, but at a later date, brainless idiots will take these as divine utterances. It's like, what? Yeah, man, I'm like, I don't know. Again, it's a lot of, like, forming things to fit what you want. It's Mm -hmm. like how people when, um, not saying all fortune tellers, but a lot of fortune tellers just use, like, observances. It's like, oh, it's like that show, I don't know if you've ever seen it, Psych. Where the guy's like just really good at deducting stuff and he's like really good at noticing things and then he pretends to be psychic. And so he's like a psychic oh, okay, assistant okay. to the police. I remember that. But it's just he's really good at like noticing details. And the only person who truly knows is his partner. And his dad. Oh yeah, and his dad. Because his dad has taught him everything. So I yeah. never fully sat down and watched it, but I see it like an episode or two when it was on TV. So Yeah, I never like really like watch sat down and watch it in the long run, but like whenever it was like on occasionally I'd like let it run because mm. it was a really goofy show and i did enjoy it but it was just like it just makes you feel like damn okay i'm never gonna be able to trust a psychic ever because <laughs> that's the only thing that's ever stopped me from going to like do like a tarot reading or a palm reading because i'm like i don't know about you but homegirl's got her own tarot cards and i'll just deal with it that way anyways moving on napoleon's conquest yes. the prediction be um pa ne laron thank you uh more fire than blood swimming in Praise. Praise. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Uh, the great man hurries to the co- conflict. Confluence. <sighs> Thank you. He will refuse entry to the magpies. Pom de- p- pom pan. Papon. Thank you. Endurance. Yes. We'll combine them. <laughs> what happened was, um, pon, 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 <laughs> pon, and Laron. Uh, reference three towns in Paris, although the last is actually named Oleron. Oleron. Where do I know that name? I don't know. Besides this, but I've heard it from somewhere before. Moving on. Um, by using them, Notre Dame, Thomas, I'm going with it, employed one of his favorite devices, the anagram. Anna? Yeah. Yeah, Anagram. Woo. Uh, rearranging the city's spelling, uh, letters spells... Napoleon Roy, which eerily resembles Napoleon the King in France. French. French. Yeah. French. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's why I was like, eh, that like completely wrong, but you know. <laughs> More the fire than the uh the blood may refer to the non-noble lineages of Napoleon who took power during a a, a coup. A coup. Yeah, I think the piece silent. Huh. Uh, refuse entry to the magpies could probably refer to Pope P- Pius. Pius. Ooh. Oh, that one is the sixth and the seventh. Okay, I can't read Roman numerals, and I know will never say otherwise. <laughs> I can go up to three. It's okay. <laughs> I had to think about that for a second too, because I always forget that I V is four, and then just V is five, I and then V I 
is six, and then it goes that way until ten. Nine. What is nine? I X. And then oh yeah, and then ten is X, and then they start doing the fucking Romans are weird. Okay, no kidding. I'm sure the Romans, if they saw our shit, they're like, "What the fuck did you do with our perfectly reasonable number system? (laughs) We made it legible for us. Where are the gods?" Right. What did you do? I don't know anymore. Stop shouting. <laughs> Please stop yelling at me. I don't know what's happening. I was just born here. <laughs> I just woke up like this. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Refuse entry to the magpies. I already read that. So, yeah. So both of them who Napoleon imprisoned. Mm-hmm. So this is one. Um, so this is one of the ones. When I so there's this history channel show called The Nostradamus Effect, and it's just all about like apocalyptic, you know, people predict people p- predicting apop- apocalyptic incidences, you know, mm-hmm. and it starts off naturally with Nostradamus's predictions, but it just completely goes into Antichrist stuff. So um, the whole episode is just based on all of his Antichrist predictions, which they say he predicted three Antichrists, and Napoleon is the first one. Or at least the theory is Napoleon is the first one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which, I mean. That's what I heard, so. Yeah, like I said, it's plausible. Like I said, there's some stuff to it. So, yeah, so like I said, so this is kind of what inspired me to do this topic because that show was kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. I lost interest in all the other ones because I think they started doing, like, Da Vinci and he's like, the world is going to drown. I was like, meh. Eh. <laughs> Next. <laughs> Next. Thank you. Next. <laughs> What? That's all I'm doing. I actually don't like that one. I mean, it's catchy, but I'm not like. I well, like Je- for it. I like James Corden's version. Thank you, Jeff. <laughs> it's all about Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> <laughs> um, King Philip II of Spain's reign. Re- yeah, reign. Yeah. Reign. Uh, the prediction be, for seven years, Philip's fortunes. Yeah, fortunes will prosper. He will reduce the era. Um, Arab. Thank you. Arab army. Then halfway through, things will perplexedly turn against him. A young onion onion, will destroy his fortune. Which I think, once we get to the, like, what happened was, uh, I think it'll kind of go into the whole, I have a theory on what onion means. What happened was the Catholic King Philip II of Spain started ruling the country in 1556, and Spain became unbelievably wealthy at the first part of his reign. Seven could be interpreted biblically, meaning a long time. His six... Go ahead. Okay. Right? (laughs) Like, seven is a long time. Well, then why wouldn't you just say a long time? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. His success, however, came to an unexpected halt in 1587 with the execution of Mary Queens of Scots, who was also Catholic. Her death eventually ended his alliance with England. A year later, he tried to invade England with his Spanish armada fleets of ships, but England thwarted him. Uh, The Q-train? Quatrain. Quatrain. Yeah, I'm going to mess that up again. Um, Also hints at the Battle of Lepanto, Lepanto, where Spain slaughtered the fleet of the Ottoman Empire, an area of the south inhabited by many Arabs. Philip would later call for Muslim expulsion expulsion from Spain. Um, Lastly, the young onion refers to the 36-year-old Henry IV. IV, of France, a president? Protestant. Protestant. He and Philip disagreed on reign and battled until Henry's death. Disagreed on religion. Yeah. But yeah. Religion. So onion, I'm thinking, might be a term that's used to refer to people who are Protestants. Hmm. Yeah, there was a uh, lot of animosity between the Catholics well, yeah. and the Protestants. I knew that because of Helsing. Helsing. Slash Helsing abridged. Yes. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking. It's like, I don't care, you crazy Protestant bastard. Yep. Because he called her like a crazy Protestant bastard. She's just like, I'm a woman. Of course you are, you crazy Protestant bastard. (laughs) And it's like, whatever. Well, and it's like, and it's a big thing in Ireland too. Like, um, Mm. and I learned that because of the show The Wire, because he was like, he went to like drink a whiskey or whatever. And they're like, oh, we only have this. And he's like, oh, he's like, that's Protestant whiskey. 
Like that is like a huge thing. Mm-hmm. They're very particular. They mm. actually, um, referencing the Donut Media podcast, uh, past guests, um, they were talking about the DeLorean, if I remember correctly, because it was built over in um, in Ireland, and they had to make two separate entrances, one for Protestants and the one for the Catholics, because they did not like each other that mm-hmm. much. Hmm. Well, yeah, it's just like, like the thing. <laughs> what is it? When Groundskeeper really was like, I can't remember what he was saying. He's got. He's like. You know, like Scots and this, and Scots and other Scots. <laughs> it's just like talking about all the people that like he fights with or something. But yeah, no, people are very particular, and it's like the whole thing with um, God damn it, I'm I used to know so much about this, but it's like um, is it Jerusalem that they're fighting over? Yeah, it's what like yeah Jerusalem well, more yeah or, yeah Jerusalem. Okay, I thought it was true i couldn't remember i just know it's like the holy land yeah. is being fought over like, by two different religions and that's like a like huge... there's like four is that anyway because like but... yeah. you have uh the jewish the catholics the arabs uh, muslims and the muslims well no it'd be muslims and something else arab is in its own religion uh then uh no because they had an argument about that too that they uh one of the sons was the first or, the or something like that so I, I yeah i think it's islamic religion. And Muslim, because yeah, because so I think be there's Islamic, and there's Muslim. some. I think there's two different branches of Muslim as well, if I remember correctly. Yeah, and I it, heard about it's, that via that Jonathan Van Ness. Yeah, point being though, people love fighting over shit and hating on each other. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm. All because of an invisible man in the sky. Yep. But moving on, uh, Hitler's terror in Europe, aka the Second Antichrist. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. What? That's what it said in the show. I, I know. <laughs> it's just. Um, and he knew it. He fucking played that shit up. Yep. From the depths of the west of Europe. Yeah. A young child will be born of poor people. He who by his tongue will seduce a great troop. His fame will increase towards the realm of the east. Beasts is uh, fero- ferocious. Thank you. With a uh, hungry will cross the rivers. The greater part of the battlefield will be against Hister. Into a cage of iron will be great one by drawn. Be drawn. Be drawn, thank you. When the child of Germany observes nothing. What had happened was Hitler, who was born of poor parents in 1889 in Western Europe, used his intense speech skills to mobilize the Nazi party in Germany in the, following, um, in the years following World War I. Germany, as a part of the Axis power, also aligned with Japan and the Allied. E- what did I say? Aligned. Oh, yeah. Allied well, with... I mean, that's the word. Anyway. Allied. Allied in Japan and the East. While many believe Hister is a typo, it also, it's also a name, old name of the... Danube? Danube River. Hitler was born just miles miles from that river in which... at In what was... Uh, then, oh, um, Austria hung, um, Hungary, Hungary, also known as the Danube monarchy. <laughs> Got you. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is one that, like, I was watching that episode and I was like, like, what? Yeah. But also, I feel like it's hard not to be biased by it. Like, I feel like if they did those predictions without, like, saying who it was for, like, I maybe would have gotten it from, like, the first one. With the, he who by his tongue will seduce a great troop. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe I would have gotten that. And then I would have been probably um, biased because of the history. But, like, I don't know. It's hard to, like, think about these without being unbiased because it's, like. Yeah. I know what they're referring to. And then it's, like, if. It's, like, with, um, with like, cases where some, you know, sometimes when they get the wrong person. But they just get so fixated on that person that they make the evidence mm-hmm. work. To where it'll be that person they're accusing as opposed to just like taking a step back and being like, okay, let's just look at the evidence and see what that's pointing directly to and try to stay as unbiased as possible. Nah, that'd be easy because then they can make that person admit that to a crime that they didn't do. I know. God, like I can't tell you how many fucking false confession tapes because I started watching that confession tapes Mm -hmm. and it's like I can't watch it. I just get too mad because they just, you know, do the whole thing where it's like, no, you did do this. You know, just tell me, tell us what happened. Tell us what happened. You know, we'll, we'll, you know, try to like help you out and blah blah. blah. And it's just like, ugh. Mm-hmm. Not all cops are like that, but 
And it's a lot of it is guilt, being guilty of that human nature where it's just like, I think it's this person. I know it's them. Mm-hmm. I just have to prove it. And so then they let that yeah. that pull to just be like, no, only Columbo. this. What? Columbo. Yes, but Columbo's right. And we know he's right because we see the murder happen first. <laughs> see the murder. The murder. That's the best part about that show because you can't like be like fooled into being like, but maybe he is wrong. No, you know he's right. And you just get to watch his like him doing his little mind games. Mm-hmm. It's good shit. Yeah. The atomic bomb. Yes. The bombs. The prediction be So heavily dart with stretches. What? With stretch its course. Yeah. I know it's okay. weird. You know, old timey speak. Yeah. That's it don't true. make sense. Mm-mm. Uh, death in the speaking, a great achievement, a proud nation brought low by the stone in the tree. Rumors of a monstrous human being purged, then... Expiation. Expiation. What happened? In August of 1945, the United States dropped two atomic bombs on the island, the island nation of Japan. Many historians argue the tragedy marked the end of World War II. Uh, those who escaped immediate the nation suffered painful radiation poisoning and many died. A stone in the tree in Notre Dame's quatrain could describe the shape of the mushroom cloud that engulfed the sky excuse me, uh, during the city. It could be it could also mean a land bound object like a stone and a bomb perplexed. paradoxically. Essentially being where it shouldn't be, which is in the tree or sky. Okay. Um, this one's one, um, when they were kind of talking about this kind of stuff, like, so obviously these predictions are happening in, or prophecies are happening in the 1500s. So obviously that's like a, what, like 400 year difference. And so like the whole thing is supposed to be that, like, because obviously if he's having these visions or prophecies or predictions or whatever, it's, he doesn't know how to describe like our technology. Mm -hmm. So it's going to look like. Yeah, he's going to use, like, like, whatever word to, like, try to describe it that they know in that language. But, um, yeah, so like I said, I don't know. This isn't one where it's, like, eh, like, I guess I get, like, you know, he wouldn't know how to describe it. But also it's, like, another kind of, like, loose one. Yeah. This next one, though. Oof. Yeah. Pretty solid. Um, JFK's assassination. The ancient task will be completed... From a high evil will fall on a great man. A dead innocent will be accused yeah, accused of the deed. The guilty on will one, sorry. I forgot an E. I think oh, okay. I was typing. Uh, the guilty one will remain in the mist. What happened was John Kennedy's assassination in sixteen nineteen. Yes. In nineteen sixty three undoubtedly came from on high the bullet entered his head from roof level. The man accused of the crime, uh, Lee Harvey Oswald, didn't live long enough to face trial. Oswald also present persistently persistently claimed he was a patsy and therefore innocent. We still do not know for sure who killed John F. K. that day. To this day, according to a poll, sixty-one percent of Americans believe it was a conspiracy. Which that one, like I said, that's one that I feel like. Okay, most spot on. Could it, like, apply to a lot of different assassinations? I'm sure. But, and then there are also, there was a couple other ones I skipped. There was one that was, like, about some dude's, like, creations or something, and then 9-11. But I don't know if we're still on a too soon to be talking about that thing. Yeah, that's true. Well, I just don't want to, like, make jokes about 9-11. And it's a little too soon for us, you know, or, well... I know there's some people that do, but I know that's still a very sensitive topic mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. people. So, but yeah. So like I said, Nostradamus Sweet. effect, predictions, whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah. But that show is pretty interesting. I definitely recommend checking it out. It's on Hulu, uh, the Nostradamus effect. And it's just, like I said, the first episode I think is the most interesting because it goes on and about that. And then the rest is like weird. Because like one's like about Da Vinci. I think there's another one without like... Isaac Newton hmm. somehow having some form of prediction. But it's all about essentially like apocalyptic things. We talk about the Mayan calendar. Okay. How it was wrong. Yeah, right. I'm like, or we all died in 2012 and this is our purgatory. Just saying. Ooh. But. <laughs> the rapture happened. We're all dead. Yep. Um, 
What was I going to say? There's another one. Oh, yeah. And then the other thing that we really didn't get to talk about is because uh, one of the things about 9-11, it's supposed to say, so apparently the third Antichrist, quote unquote, is there's supposed to be like false ones that mm-hmm. are attributed to like be like an undercover thing. So it's like you believe this other person is it, and but they're actually like they work for the actual Antichrist or something like that. I can't remember. It's been like over a week since I watched the episode, so it's so obviously that they don't a little blurry. Get to the Antichrist. They yeah. think that they're going after it, but it's actually not. Like the like um the prophets and stuff from uh, what that was hell was that one movie that had the ancient gods and stuff, but there was the oracles or something like that where there was one that was truly the oracle and then the other three that. Oh, followed. was it the Scorpion King? No, it was a okay. What. Well, Probably the Scorpion. But there is another movie because she wears all, they all wear red. And they're just like, no, I'm the Oracle. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, and I know what you're talking about. It's like, I think it's stuff. one of those like um, Clash of Titan movies. I think so. I can't remember to be honest. Clash or Rise or something. Clan. I don't know. I don't remember. But it does sound familiar like I have seen that. I have, I do have it on DVD. It's just put away somewhere. <laughs> but yes, like you said, so. It kind of goes into that. So, like, the reason with the 9-11 thing was kind of, like, talking about how, like, Osama bin Laden was, like, they think that he could be one of the false ones mm-hmm. to, like I said, mislead. But then it, it goes over how there's, like, a multitude of leaders that could be possible. And even, like, people were trying to say that, like, Obama was the Antichrist, which I was like, what? Right. you know, white people. Yeah. It's different. It's scary. It's just white people. But, you know what I mean? But like I said, it's just, it's just really fascinating, especially, like, learning how, like, Hitler did know about it and, like, really played that up. Mm-hmm. And he's one that kind of dabbled a little bit in some occult stuff occasionally. Mm-hmm. There's at least that. a lot of, like, movies that are based on the whole thing where it's just like, oh, you wanted to have an undead army or vampire army or whatever. Yep. Or it's like that thing with um, Hellboy and Rasputin fucking working for him. Yeah, yeah. So, like you said. But, yeah, I don't know. I just thought it'd be kind of a cool, interesting topic. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, no. Any other thoughts, comments, concerns? Oh, I don't know. All right, well, rate, subscribe, follow, donate, as you heard earlier in our little recording. Uh, you'll hopefully hear from us within the next week or so. Hopefully things will calm down by then. Who knows? But don't shake your head, okay? We're trying to remain positive here. Positive thinking is positive thinking. We will try to keep up to date and continue to record as much as we can and you know ideally worst case scenario if this is still going on we'll still try to get together mm-hmm. and get an episode in yep because we care about you and want to continue giving content to distract you from all the shenanigans that are going on right now just to give you a break at least you're welcome don't com- forget about it completely but sometimes a little reprieve would be nice mm-hmm. some laughs some dark humor some in- inappropriate <laughs> giggles you know stay it like that <laughs> But stay safe, stay inside, wash your hands, stop touching your face, Brenda. Turn the page, wash your hands. (laughs) (laughs) But seriously, stay safe out there, stay healthy, and you'll hear from us soon. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye.